Clap your hands, praise him in the dance. Lift your voice, make some noise. Clap your hands, praise him in the dance. Lift your voice, make some noise. Clap your hands, praise him in the dance. Lift your voice, make some noise and praise him. Praise him. Praise Him, praise Him, right now. Well, bless the Lord. Well, greet one another in the name of our Lord and Savior. Welcome everybody to this place. Make a joyful noise we raise. Our heads to Elohim, our God, we give you praise. Welcome everybody to this place. Make a joyful noise we raise. Our hands to Elohim, our God, we give you praise. Clap your hands, praise them in the dance. Lift your voice, make some noise. Clap your hands, praise them in the dance. Lift your voice, make some noise. Clap your hands, praise them in the dance. Lift your voice, make some noise and praise him.
was a ghost sitting over there or something? <laughs> oh, okay. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Well, praise God. I trust you when you woke up this morning, it wasn't too cold. Amen. I understand it was like 32 in Pomona and 33 and 34 in Pomona. Hallelujah. A little bit of snow on the rooftops and ice on the rooftops and bless his holy name. We thank God for the rain because we do need the rain and we need the snow. Amen. We're, somebody said 170% above what we normally need. So, praise God, that means, amen, that there's no drought for this period. And so we thank God for that, amen. And we give him praise. Thank God for this coming Saturday's Women's Fellowship. And it will be at where? Who? Prince of Peace, Lutheran Church in Covina, California. Prince of Peace, Lutheran Church in Covina. At Prince Hall. All right. Peace Hall. Somebody's hall over there. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Amen. What else is happening? This coming Friday night is Couples Fellowship. Amen. With the Clean Comedy. It will be at Dave and Buster's. I think that's what. In Ontario. Is that right? Amen. Okay. Glory to God. All right. What else is happening? Yes, ma'am. First Thursday of the month, praise God, prayer will be held at the City Hall at Walnut uh, City. Amen. Right around the flagpole. So everybody's gathering there, praise God. And that was at, what time is that? Nine o'clock. Amen. Excuse me. So govern yourselves accordingly. All right. Amen. Anything else? Prototypes on this coming Friday also. Amen. So those couples that are not going, praise God, avail yourself, going to uh, prototypes. Amen. Minister the word over there. And praise God. We're looking forward to hearing the report. Amen. Amen. Anything else happening? Okay, that's it. Amen. All right, praise God. Uh, when we left last week, we were discussing uh, the Trinity. Amen, and uh, we had uh, quite a conversation about the Trinity, and uh, we just thank God uh, for all the revelations that were revealed to us uh, about the Trinity, amen. So is there any parting questions about the Trinity? I think it was your question, so you have a name. You want a particular? To conceive of it? Okay. Okay. Um, anyone want to venture a, a, a step out to try and assist him in terms of understanding the Trinity? And what do we say that it, it that it was? Yeah, but but what do we say? Yes, we understand that. That's that's, that's the Trinity: God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Those are the three that make up the Trinity. Because that it requires faith. Uh, because it is, we are finite individuals. Finite meaning we operate by our sensories. We operate by the five senses that we have. 
and, and everything has to make sense. Everything has to logically add up. But when you get into God, it's infinite. And so since we do not have the ability really to conceive infinity, because if, 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 we, had the, if we could conceive infinity, we would know that uh, there is no end to infinity. There is no end. Our brains are not designed to uh, compute or deal with, praise God, things that do not have ends, do not have endings, do not have beginnings. Praise God. There's a scripture that says, uh, speaking of uh, uh, about God, and they're talking about, uh, I think it's in Hebrews. Uh, what was the name of the king? King... Uh, what was his name? Yeah, he's after me, but uh, there's a king that it mentions uh, that God is, Jesus is like. That he had no, Melchizedek, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Glory to God. Melchizedek had no beginning and no ending. So now, to us, that's, that's inconceivable. We can't conceive of that because why? I'm finite. I, I, got, I have to have a beginning and I have to have an end in order for it to make sense to me. So I cannot conceive of that. So when you try to tell me or you telling me that there is no beginning and no ending, then I have difficulty with that because I'm finite. And, and so I will always struggle with that. That's why it takes faith to receive what the word of the Lord is saying. Uh, through his word, even about the Trinity, even uh, about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, because to add to your confusion, not meaning to add to it, but, but I am going to add to it. And St. John, the, if I get St. John, the first chapter, and St. John, the first chapter says what? In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Now that's enough in itself. That's enough in itself for me to say, wait a minute, stop. Because that doesn't make sense. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was, was God. And the Word was with God. Okay. <laughs> Now, how am I going to compute that? Yes. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense because God is beyond our ability to comprehend him and understand his ways and even to understand who God is. We, we really can't even conceive of God the way God is because the Bible says God is a, I'll get you in a minute, a what? A spirit. So what does that mean? That's yeah, true too. But what does that really mean? God is a spirit. What does a spirit look like? It has no form. It has no uh, identifying marks. Or, uh, so if he is spirit, and then like you say, the scripture says, and that's what the scripture says, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But there's still the thing is, how do I physically 
see God. I can't. Yeah, right. I have to see him as he reveals himself to us. And how does he reveal himself to us? Through his word and through his deeds and through his acts and through people, praise God, and through the ministry of the word itself. And that's how we conceive of God. But really to know and recognize God is, is, is almost inconceivable for us. And that's the reason why he said, don't make any images of me. He told him in the beginning, he said, don't make any images of me. Don't make any resemblances of me. Don't, don't make anything on earth that you fashion to represent me because you can't even understand who I am. And as long as you can't understand who I am, then don't make anything to try to resemble me because you're going to bow down and worship it and you made it with your hands. So it wasn't me <laughs> that you were bowing down. You made something you created, and you turned around, and you bowed down, and you worshiped it as God, but in fact, it was your creation. Okay? So God says, go to God. I'm unique. I'm, I'm, I'm God all by myself. I, I'm alpha, and I'm beginning and ending. So when you can't conceive of beginning and ending, you think of me, first God, because I am beginning, and I am ending glory to God and, and 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 then he said without me glory to God nothing was made that was made without me hallelujah and so glory to God here we struggle with that but we accept it all by faith by uh, go ahead yes sir go ahead mm -hmm. offer something mm -hmm. first John chapter 5 Verse number seven. I think we went there last week. Okay. Yes. That's all right. No, that's that's fine because it's always good to refresh. This is refreshing. First John five and seven, and we says there are three that bear record in in heaven, and who are they? The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are not separate gods. They are one God. And that's where you get the Trinity from. That's 1 John 5 and 7 if you want to reference that. But that's where he says, praise God, there are three that bear record in heaven. The three are the Father, the Word. And remember we talked about the Word. Uh, the Word is Jesus. And how do you know the Word is Jesus? If you go back to St. John, go back to St. John, the first chapter. And, and it'll tell you, it says, and the word was made flesh. And the word was made flesh. Now, the word, now that's where first, uh, St. John, the first chapter, verse number 12, I think, or 14? 14. First John 1, 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word, the expression, the logos, of God, the Word of God, praise God, uh, was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the expression of God. It is God. It is the Word of God. Yes, sir. I meant to call you earlier. Go ahead.
hearing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus had a way, Jesus had a way of saying what he wanted to say, yet in saying what he wanted to say, he challenged their thinking. He challenged their their ability to receive what he was saying. For example, go to St. John, the, the 11th chapter. St. John, the 11th chapter, where Martha and, and uh, her sister Mary, uh, brother, had passed away. Uh, and, uh, and and start with verse number. Uh, let's see, you verse number twenty. Eleven chapter, verse number twenty. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and what met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother, what? would not have died but I know that even now whatsoever thou will ask of God God will what give it. give it to you if you just ask him he'll give it to you and Jesus said unto her thy brother shall rise again now what's his state he's dead he's dead but Jesus is saying thy brother shall rise again and notice what the conversation continues. It says what? Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I know that he's going to rise at the resurrection. That's the conversation going on. Up to that point, is making sense. Now he goes into the spirit. And he goes in, he says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. Now listen to what he says. He that believeth in me, though he were though he were dead, yet shall he live. 
Now, you talking about something not making sense. From a physical perspective, he had his death day and he had his birthday. So we know that he lived. We know that he lived so many years. We know that he died. But now Jesus is saying, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now, this is what it says. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Then he asked the question, believest thou this? What he said, he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do you accept what I'm saying? Do you believe what I'm saying to you? Do you have faith? Is your faith strong enough to believe that what I said to you today is and you're looking at that dead body and, you, and you're hearing with his words and, and, and listen what she said. She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come in the, into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, uh, secretly saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. Wow. He shall never die. He shall never die. So he, he, he's got to be speaking in another application. He's not talking about the physical man because he's dead and certified dead. They declared him dead. And yet Jesus is saying he's still alive. As a matter of fact, Jesus is, is going to show you that he's still alive because he says, I'm going to go wake him up. I'm going to go what? Wake him up. Well, when they first heard the word, they said, well, Master, if he's asleep, he's doing well. And so finally Jesus said, no, wait a minute, he's dead. Let me just get the chase, glory to God. He's dead. But I'm going to go wake him up. He's dead, but I'm going to go wake him up. So he uses, praise God, a spiritual application to a natural event that takes place in all of our lives. Because we see death all the time. We're confronted by it. It's, it. We face it. And that's the reason why the saints of God, he's trying to get us to understand, we have no fear of death. Because death to us is not the same as death to the world. Amen. For we have life still, even though we are in the state of death. Even though you die, you shall live. Yet shall he live. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you open up the book of Isaiah and listen to this King James Version of 
So now wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me slow you down. Let me slow you down. Yes. Now, I'm trying to comprehend what you're saying and understand what you're saying. Now, but, but the whole but the whole thing is, see, everything operates by faith. Everything operates by what? By faith, what you believe. It is what you believe and what you receive and what the Lord has explained to you, what the Lord has talked to you. And so every time the Lord speaks, he's not necessarily speaking to everybody. He could be just speaking to you. And he may have a message directly for you that's not intended for everybody, but it is intended for you. And at the top of, proper time, he'll give you the opportunity to express what he is giving you to say. Because it may not be the time that people will receive what you are saying. And you have to write, wait until your season, your time, that the Lord gives you to reveal what you are trying to impart to us. And he'll give you that time, and he'll make that time, and the people will be receptive of hearing what you have to say. But it all comes through faith and believing and waiting on the Lord and waiting on the proper time for God to say, reveal what I'm telling you. Because I, I, at this particular time, I don't think it's the time for God to express himself through you what you're trying to tell us because the people are not ready to receive what you have for us. Right. Right. But God said according to the power that works in, in us. That's right. So, there is a power that, and we spoke on that Sunday. There is a power that works in all of us. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're on a journey for the Lord. Okay, I won't debate that today, tonight. I won't debate that tonight. Because, yeah. Well, I don't think God called them knuckleheads, but. Yeah, he called them stiff necks. <laughs> but praise God, amen. But God's going to prepare his people, and they will accept what he speaks to them. They will hear what thus saith the Lord. And, and God's going to give us all an ear to hear what thus saith the Spirit. Amen. So we just have to stay. And now um, uh, let me caution you in, in, in this regard. Uh, Moses did not make it into the promised land because he got upset. And Right. And you can't get upset. Okay. I know. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, <laughs> well. But just don't let it get to you. Don't let it get to you. Because if you let it get to you, then, praise God, you'll suffer the same consequence. And Moses says, God said, I'm not going to let you go into the promised land. Because, go to God, you got upset and you didn't, you didn't glorify me. Right. You disobeyed. You allowed the, spirit, the, the flesh man to get involved where the spirit man should have been prevalent and, and powerful. Of. 
see, God is awakening all of us he's, as he's awakening me. He's awakening you. He's awakening all of us in here. He's giving us divine revelation through his spirit to let us know that this is the time for us to wake up and we have more power than what we think we have. Amen. We have more power than what we think we have. And, and you're right. God has opened up these passageways for all of us to access and have access to his throne and to access to his will and to his power so that that power can be released in us. And when that power starts getting released in us, then miracles will happen. And you see the glory of the Lord. You see the promise of the Lord come to pass. So it's going to happen. Don't, don't get upset. It's going to happen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But but I want you to 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 uh focus on th this thing too that what is important to God is obedience. Right. What is important to God is obedience. Amen. Yes. If you, matter of fact, if you look at um, uh, David and you look at Paul or Saul, you look at David and you look at Saul, David killed people. He had Uriah killed. He did all the things that he did. He, right, he did a whole bunch of other stuff, glory to God, but he obeyed God. Now, Saul, according to the record of the word, he didn't obey God. Right, he said, God says, I said to kill everything. Everything, I said kill everything. Don't, don't, don't save anything. I, I said kill everything. And so he said, when it came time to, to give account, he said, I did everything you told me. He said, well, wait, if you did, how come I hear these sheep? Yeah. What is this sheep noise I hear in, in my ear hearing? And he says, oh, that's what the people did decide to keep those. That's what the people decide to keep those because they were good for sacrifice. They were good for we're doing it for you, Lord. In other words, I'm disobeying you for you. And, and he said, I didn't ask you to disobey me. I want you to obey me. And that's why he says obedience is better than sacrifice. See, you can make all the sacrifice you want to, but if you don't obey, then that's the thing that really upsets him. Right. Don't touch it. Yes. Don't touch it. Makes sense to us. 
touch it. And not only that, but he told Adam and Eve, the day you eat, the day you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. But now it looked like they were still living. But they were dead because that's what he said. He spoke and said, Lord God, the day you disobey me, the day you eat of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and of the tree of life, you sh not the tree of life, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. They were, he, would, he would no longer be with them. They're going to die. They, they're going to be spiritually dead. They have no connection with God. They're disconnected from God. And when you disconnect from the source of life, then you are dead. When you disconnect from the source of life, you are what? Dead. So even though you're walking around, even though you're breathing, even though you're talking, even though you're laughing, you're doing all this other stuff, but you are dead. It's, it's like a tree that you, a limb that you cut off a tree. And I think you're familiar with this, glory to God, in your horticulture business. God, if you cut the limb off of a tree and, it's, and, it, and the limb is green, it's going to be green for a while, just a little while. It's going to stay green. It's going to look like it's still living. It's going to look like it's going to give the appearance that it has life. But because of the fact it's, it's disconnected from the source of life, it is dead. No matter how we slice it, it is dead because that's what God said. The day you eat. So they didn't die when he spoke it. They died the day they ate. When they ate, they died. Physically, they began to die also. Whenever, whenever the enemy comes in, he brings death and destruction. What does he say? He say, what's the three thing he says? Kill, steal, and destroy. That's his assignment. Kill, steal, and destroy. If he can come in to kill you, if he can come in to destroy you, he can come in uh, to steal from you. Lord God, that's what he's going to do. Kill, steal, and destroy. That's why you have to strictly be obedient to the word of God. Be obedient to what? The word of God. And if the word said it, then we got to do it. We have to believe it. Glory to God. That's what got Jonah in trouble. Amen. Just ask Jonah about disobeying God. Hallelujah. The Lord said, go down to Nineveh and tell them, praise God, what to repent. And then Jonah said, if I do that, you're going to repent and you're going to forgive them. He says, so what? That's not your business. I told you to go tell him. Glory to God. And so he went down there, went on his way, and then on his way, decided I ain't going to tell him. And he went off in another direction. And then the Lord had to chase him down. Amen. It wasn't that he was far from him because God is everywhere. So praise God. He just found out, that, you know, he saw where he was and and then spoke to him and then said, you know, glory to God. And, and guess what? He's already prepared a fish. He already prepared a fish to swallow him up. He had already prepared him. So he wasn't going to run very far because God had already prepared the remedy to his running. You can't get away from God. You just can't hide. You can't uh, see. 
that's our physical man thinking, praise God, that I can hide from God. I can run from God. I can, I'll run him. I can, I'll think him. I can, you know, and, 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 and it's impossible. How, how can you, how, how, how can you compete? Yeah, that, that's everywhere. Not only that, but he created everything there is. He, he just said, praise God, let there be and there was. His eyes is in every corner beholding the good and the evil. He, he sees everything. Before you even think it, he saw it. Glory to God. So, hallelujah. So you can't get outrun him. You can't get away from him. Hallelujah. So you just might as well give up and say, yes, Lord. Amen. Yes to your will. And Peter found that out, Lord of God. Peter said, okay, Lord, uh, you know, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus said the same thing. Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And so it's a matter that we have to give God, praise God, give in to God's will. Amen? Amen. Give in to God's will. No need in running from him. No need in trying to outfox him, outsmart him. God, because we, we, we can't outthink him, we can't out, there's just, there's no way that we can hide from God. Amen. There's no way that we can what? Hide from God. And, and, uh, and, and whatever God says is going to do, he's going to do it. Amen. He's going to do it in his own time. He's going to do it at his own pace, in his own will. We just have to be patient and wait on him. And wait on the Lord. Amen. And lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. David tried to get ahead of him. Amen. And he, he suffered. Because he's supposed to wait, praise God, and until, praise God, the uh, prophet came. But he got ahead of it and decided, I'm going to make this sacrificial offering myself. I don't need a prophet to do that. Glory to God, I can do it myself. And he did that, and, and the Lord got on him. Amen. And said, no, no, no. Oh, thank you, it was. Yeah, it was Paul. Thank you. And uh, he was supposed to wait, and he didn't wait. Glory to God, Saul was the name. And uh, God got on him and said, you didn't wait. Uh, you, you seem to have, he, 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 he noticed in Saul that there was this tendency to uh, try to get ahead of God. Amen. And, and and God had to straighten him out. Amen. And we don't want God to straighten us out. We want to just say, yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. I surrender because I know I cannot outfox you. I cannot outdo you. And that's why this songwriter wrote the song. He said, you can't be God giving. No matter how hard you try. The more you give the more he gives back to you just keep on giving because it's really true that you can't be God giving no matter how hard you try it's a good time to stop hallelujah because it's offering time <laughs> hallelujah bless his 